Hi, I'm Becky. And I'm Haley. And this is How to Not Get Killed. You you made a funny face when you said, and I'm Haley this time. It looked <laughs> like there was a question mark at the end. Oh, like I wasn't had, sure. You had who this I face was. like, and I'm Haley. Like you, like you had to think <laughs> about I'm it for Haley? a second. I was actually what I was thinking about was leaning forward and hoping that my chair doesn't squeak. Okay, yeah, See, that, that, that makes that more sense. Now. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, that makes that makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because I mean, I'm in this office, like this wheelie, spinny office chair, and it's kind of like yeah. Well, I'm, I'm in your noisy wicker chair. Yeah, I know. Here. We're in some noisy chairs. Yeah. We're, the, we're just know, noisy people. These last few episodes. Yeah. So, sorry. So, deal with it until we get the studio finalized. Yeah. Thank you. We'll get some quiet chairs. Yeah. And also, like, become a patron and then maybe, like, financially we can help speed that process up and get, like, <laughs> silent chairs, guys. Go on. Get some, on. like, silent comfy chairs. Yeah. <laughs> comfy chairs. Yeah, I mean, so. really, like, their their ears are the priority here, but also my ass takes second priority. Yeah. I yeah. will say, though, that this chair is very comfortable. Oh, good. Good. I'm glad. Much more comfortable than the chair I was sitting in before in the craft room. Mm. Much more comfortable. Yeah. 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 Well... Yeah. It was the craft room. I, I like a, a nice wide seat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because <laughs> it's just like, I've got a butt. Mm-hmm. There's a butt that's attached to my body and it's large. So I need the space. But also I like sitting cross-legged. Yeah, me too. That's my thing. Yeah. I'll sit I'll sit cross-legged at like a restaurant. That's why I always ask for booths. Yes. Just so you know. Oh, always yeah. Like, I'm on, if I'm in I a booth, a, like yeah. I'm always crossing at least like one leg like under yeah. me or something. Ideally both because yeah. that's like the only comfortable way to sit. If you don't sit cross-legged, something's wrong with you <laughs> when we need to have a conversation. I don't know, man. I feel like a lot of dudes don't sit cross-legged though. Too bad. Start sitting cross-legged. <laughs> it'll it'll change your world. Not as limber as us sometimes. <laughs> well, fucking limber up, guys. <laughs> get a, get to stretch. Get your shit together. <laughs> All right. Well, I know we left you on like a pretty disgusting, gruesome note. In the previous episode. Yeah. So, and I don't know how closely you're listening to these back to back or not. We don't know yet. But, well, I'm going to give you a recap anyways, just in case if you're not listening to this simultaneously Mm. or whatever. So, I covered Paul's history, his, yeah, his rough upbringing with his dad and his real father finding that news out Mm -hmm. so that was news and then i covered obviously all of his awful awful rapes that he had committed as the scarborough rapist um 11 documented but i'm sure there's more yeah um what else did we cover i i'm not doing my fast turbo speed recap because i didn't even i didn't even write out my recap this time just so you know guys this is just me flying by the seat of my shorts (laughs) over here so we covered that we covered their meeting for the first time them having that weird hotel did the friends stay in there or did they not (laughs) did they or didn't they we don't know we don't know um what else did we cover Paul's cool job with him becoming a cigarette smuggler over the border. Oh, yeah. That'll mm-hmm. come back. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did we cover? I don't know. And then lastly, I know we covered, this is where we ended, is the awful, awful, brutal murder of Tammy Homoka, mm-hmm. which is Carla's youngest sister. Mm-hmm. 
I don't even want to go into details about that to recap because I did it once and I'm just finished. I've just finished sweating. We're not going to make you. It's okay. <laughs> and I know I'm about to start sweating again with the rest of this. So, yeah. Yeah. We're about to see some fanning hands under the arms. The hands, the swirling. You, maybe yeah. we'll take a video after so we can show everybody what it is. I yes. Because yeah. it does work. If you get the swivel going, you get a breeze. Mm -hmm. It's not a fan. Fanning takes too much work. The swivel is what. I understand. I understand. Yeah. I've made a mistake in using the word fanning. It is not fanning, guys. <laughs> uh, I will say the first time you did it, it was a fan and then okay. you evolved a bit. Because I realized that the swivel works <laughs> yeah. best. The swivel technique. Try, is... She tested out a few. Yeah. She is now. She's done the I'm work the so you don't have to. I'm the swiveler. <laughs> That's my new nickname. That's my street name, the swiveler. <laughs> I, I'm, I I don't know where these things come no, from. No, it works. It works. It works. It works. Swiveling works. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so something I might have squeaked past in all of the chaos that ensued in part one was like that not only did they commit that heinous, heinous atrocity on Tammy, but they recorded everything. Right. Did I not? You did say that at the beginning. Okay. At the very beginning of, yes, of yeah. when they started to do that. I think you mentioned that they had a video Okay, I don't sure. think I emphasized it as much as I probably should have, mm -hmm. but it was all recorded. Mm-hmm on the exact same tape that they just finished filming Christmas on. Oh. Because it was Christmas Eve. So they had Christmas dinner, family gathering, fun stuff. So, and, and these are the tapes that you see in the documentary that I had watched where you see Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. You see that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. You don't see what comes next. Yeah. So. Thank, thank goodness. Yeah, oh, I, I couldn't. I, yeah. I think, honestly, I think I'd blow my head off. Like, mm -hmm. I couldn't, I don't think I could bear it. Reading, like, the transcription is bad is enough. enough. Yeah. Like, literally bad enough. You can't get, like, the mental image that appears after you read it is just, like, mm -hmm. awful. And that's coming from me. I do have, like, the hardest stomach to ever exist. No, I know. I know. Yeah. So, investigators and jurors and basically anyone that kind of, like, found themselves in the courtroom during the trials when they do take tape has seen these tapes again i've mentioned like these have been destroyed again transcripts are out there but they they've all noted that it literally goes from like christmas dinner fun stuff haha yay party time like directly to cutting to tammy being violently raped by her own sister oh and carla's gosh. boyfriend yeah he loved taping everything it comes back it keeps coming back mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it it comes back to bite everybody in the ass so mm -hmm. good and bad also um yeah so you like you can see all of that like christmas footage in the documentary and again it looks like a regular christmas i'm sure it does it, i think that's like, like part of the reason family. why it's so jarring to watch is because it it looks like christmas footage that like you'd show me of your family like it yeah. just looks like regular christmas time it, yeah it's just like yeah, really gut-wrenching to see what a pleasant night that looked like in just like a few hours, like the unthinkable would happen. So just a few weeks after everything that had gone down with Tammy, Paul and Carla recorded what's now referred to as the fireside chat. Okay. This chat is that that was recorded as like literally the most vile thing I've ever read. The, out of every transcript I read, okay. this is what hit me the most. And like, this is why I keep saying like, I'm so glad these tapes were destroyed mm -hmm. so that you visually don't have to see this. 
but like the writing's still there in full detail. And it's just like, so they talk in full detail whilst naked laying on each other and casually fondling one another about all of the horrific things that they did to Tammy in full detail, like very descriptive, almost medically descriptive. They talk about how much they both loved it and wish they could do it again and again. And Carla also dragged like gently a single long stemmed rose all over Paul's body and genitals and talked about how they should go to place this rose on Tammy's grave out of respect because it would make Paul so happy to know that this same rose that had just touched him intimately is now with Tammy, whom he loved so much. In this exact same chat, Carla talks about how she wants to have, and this is what has literally destroyed me forever, but this is what some something we need to talk about because this woman is out. Mm-hmm. I know. I and know. has a family. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to highlight that there for, you know, anyone who wants to just go and like violently attack her all, all fucking for it here <laughs> because of this line. She, she wants to have four children with Paul to offer to him as sex slaves to rape over and over again. Let's let that sink in for a second. On recording. Yeah. Yeah, that silence is deafening. How is she... Yep. ...allowed to be a human anymore? Like, I just don't even know how... Yeah. She is out that's so that's so disgusting that's so disgusting yep yep yeah this woman has three children (sighs) three children in canada i hope someone's watching those kids oh yeah there's there are people keeping a very close eye on carla homoka there's like facebook groups called like keeping up with carla like people will follow her like everywhere yeah yeah she like she's I'm not surprised and honestly like you deserve it sorry yeah like you deserve oh, way yeah. worse than that no but it's if not you're, just like if you're allowed to walk around free you deserve to be kept like no to be surveyed for the rest of your life yeah you, you don't get to just say stuff like that whether you meant it or not you don't get to utter matter. words like that yeah that's disgusting yeah you're yeah and you just killed your own sister and you clearly have no remorse oh, so one, that's that's kind of the point yeah like, yeah yeah so that's just yeah in this same chat, they mention another girl who they attacked and raped a few times. This girl's name has been redacted from everything. She is now and forever will be referred to as Jane Doe. Okay. Because she's alive. Thank fucking goodness. Mm-hmm. But also horrifying. So they talk about it in this chat? Yes. So this happened after Tammy? It's or it's, it's unclear, unclear okay. whether it happened just before Tammy or just after. But it's around the same time. But it's in the same time mm-hmm. because it happened a few times. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to get into Jane Doe's story now because yeah, finding the, the timing is a little difficult. Yeah. And that's why no, I wanted I to. I understand, yeah. yeah. But it is a close window. Mm-hmm. So while Carla was still working at like that pet shop, she had befriended a then 15-year-old girl. Um, We will just call her Jane. Um, Carla had invited Jane over um, for like a girl's night out, you know, and we're going to go shopping and just like have a fun girl's night, which again, this is another one of those situations where 
if you put yourself into Jane Doe's shoes, there is nothing suspicious about this. No. There's nothing suspicious about being asked out for a drink from a coworker, especially a cool older one. Like, mm-hmm. uh, we, you, we've we both been in those scenarios. Like, this yeah. is – but again, these are – these are scenarios that I know people try to say it's her fault, you know. So I just she like, should have known. She should have yeah yeah. That's there's why no, I, no there's yeah. no red flags there. Exactly. That's why yeah. like I do ch- keep trying to like bring up like the transparency here of like that's a situation everybody's been in, in and it's not a situation. It's just like a I'm gonna go out for a drink with my coworker who mm-hmm. I think is fun, mm-hmm. not weird. So I just like I like talking about those things that way no one can ever just be like oh well Jane Doe should have known and it's like no how could she have known she there's no knowing no just going out for a girls night like that's yeah there shouldn't be anything suspicious about that so after like the evening of shopping and drinking and whatnot Carla had taken uh, Jane to their home. And began to, like, supply her with alcohol that was laced with halcyon, which is, like, um, like a tranquilizer. Was that the same one? Different. Oh, it's different. Okay. Different. It's a little different. The other one was halothane. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. They both so started think, with an H, and I was like, I thought it was the I same. I think they're, they have, like, similar, like, effects, and they're in the same kind of, like, realm mm. of tranquilizer, but I'm pretty sure halothane is stronger chemically. Okay. okay. I can look into that again. I should. I should. Have no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not I, I'm sorry, like I'm testing not. you on pharmacology well, right now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have taken a pharmacology course. I should know this stuff. I'm like, <laughs> and I've okay. heard they're like the hardest courses oh ever. Oh my god! So it's so fucking hard. Yeah. I that's that's why in episode one I literally was just like, there should be classes for this because. That's why I was so concerned about her just like walking in and being a vet assistant. Because, no, no, like, I agree. I had to take sure. pharma- pharmacology to become a DSW. Yeah. And like, I almost failed. I know a lot of people <laughs> almost, in nursing and I, stuff that, that they were like, that's the only one I almost failed because it's so fucking hard. It's so hard. And like, I will tell you right now, I've never needed to actually use anything that I learned in my pharmacology class in my DSW world because like administering medication that's been prescribed by the doctor is a lot easier than actually like doing like the fucking pharmaceutical side of things. Oh, and, of course. Yeah. Oh my God. So yeah. Well, yeah. I know. Oh. I know. <laughs> I don't even want, I'm like thinking about like my old pharmacology days when I was just like, wanting to cry into my textbook because it was the worst anyways so jane doe had lost consciousness and then carla called uh paul and was like i have a surprise wedding gift for you jesus yeah so paul ran on over and was so excited to see this unconscious girl they together undressed her and paul videotaped carla as she raped the girl before paul could have his go he did the same thing to all parts of her. The next morning, the the young girl, she was super nauseous and, like, talked about it with Carla. But they just chalked it up to, well, that was your first time drinking alcohol. Yeah, you drank too much. Yeah. Yep. Because she was 15. How would you know any different? You wouldn't know any different. You would not. Mm-mm. Because even some people's first time drinking alcohol, yeah, they do black out and vomit all over the place because oh my, it's your first time drinking alcohol. Oh my god, yeah. Everyone knows that drinking too much equals nausea. Like that's just like everyone knows it that. It is a thing, yeah. So you wouldn't question it. She had no idea that she had been violated and things went on as normal. 
She was invited back just about a month after that first occurrence. This is why I was like unsure about like the timeline because I don't know if in the fireside chat they were referring to the first offense or the second offense Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or what. So Carla invited her back just about a month later, this time to spend the night. Um, This is almost like a mirror image of like what happened with Tammy. Um, But... Jane had stopped breathing after she was drugged. And um, this is when Paul obviously began to rape her again. But when she had stopped breathing, like the second time, Carla had called 911 for help. She had begun breathing again. This is, again, where I have an issue with like the systems because (laughs) Carla had called back and said, everything's all right. You don't need to come here now. My friend is breathing again. There was no follow-up. There was really? n- there was no follow-up. That's strange. So that's not okay. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. I know that things have changed since then. I do know that like they will follow up on even false dials, everything. Like they Yeah, I've heard that. That's what I'm saying. I've heard that even if you like yeah. if a kid like prank calls. 911 or you call and hang up like I've even heard that they'll follow up on that yep oh yeah so you at a previous at my previous office job I'm not gonna name the place because fuck it but um <laughs> there was one extension that I was like warned about when I started working there that it's like dangerously close to 911 and that almost everybody like accidentally calls 911 with this extension like a few times oh. like it happens um, so obviously like my first week I accidentally phoned 911 because I like entered the extension wrong. Oh. It's like if you don't do like the right star pound combo before it, it ends up being just 911. Okay. It's whatever. Anyway, so so I quickly hung up because I was like, oh fuck, I'm calling 911. And literally within seconds, they called back. I was like, oh, oops. My bad. <laughs> but they do that though. They yeah. check they check in because that's what supposed to happen mm-hmm. but they that's didn't what i expect yeah but they didn't they didn't do that when carla had called back and was like oh no no my friend's breathing now it's totally fine they they, they should have gone they should have and they <laughs> and they didn't and they i'm assuming yeah they didn't okay and this would have saved jane doe i don't know from something at least from some kind of additional trauma that she's already been put through without even like necessarily realizing it yeah So Jane Doe visited them one more time after that scenario because, again, she was I'm assuming it was a similar thing where, like, she woke up and they were like, oh, you drank too much. And yep. So she had no idea. No idea. Okay. So she visited them the third and final time on December 22nd of 1992. This time, while undrugged and still conscious, um, Carla had pressured her to have sex with Bernardo. She obviously got super upset and just left and never spoke to them again. Okay. But I... And you said, sorry, you said this was December 1992? Yeah. Oh, okay. So... The third time, for third and final time is at least much after. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I don't know about the first two times when that yeah, happened. Yeah, we have no idea when apart. that happened. No. Okay. I, I, I tried finding that and it's like very unclear information. Like Just on, sometime in there. Okay. Yeah. Like their timeline is like 
very straightforward, but then also extremely confusing. Like mm-hmm. it's all over the place. Like I tried really hard to like make the most possible sense of it as I could, but it's not easy. Yeah, no, no I yeah. get it. And also I don't have a good brain. <laughs> you have a great brain. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it, it's a brain. <laughs> I wouldn't go as far as saying great. It's a- it's pretty good. Yeah. So <laughs> Jane Doe kind of happened, like, again, with the whole timeline thing, like, synonymously throughout, like, some other crimes, obviously, like Tammy, and now we're moving on to Leslie Mahaffey. hmm This occurred early in the morning on June 15th, 1991. Um, Paul had taken, like, a detour through Burlington, like, kind of, obviously, we know where this is, but this is, like, halfway between Toronto and St. Catharines. Um, to steal license plates, you know, for his really cool job of sneaking cigarettes across the border because <laughs> right. he needed to change license plates right. and stuff. So okay. That, in case you're wondering why he was just I didn't know casually. if it was like a side business where he's like selling Technically, license plates Technically, it's a side something. business. Yeah. It's with his side business. So. Yeah. Um, and then this is where he had found Leslie Mahaffey. The 14-year-old um, had missed her curfew after attending a funeral. She was locked out of her house and like was unable to like get in contact with anyone that she could like either stay overnight with um the like really sad part about this is like and again this is never the parents fault it's just like this is something that like weighs heavily when you like yeah hear a case like this because you're just like fuck like yeah i from a parent standpoint like you understand what they're doing yes but absolutely absolutely they had specifically locked the door because she was past her curfew mm-hmm. and she had obviously been known to be a rambunctious child and they were just trying to teach her a lesson mm-hmm. and just didn't answer locked the door this is what you get when you don't come home on curfew like you stay you stay out or you find somewhere else to stay like mm-hmm. we all know parents that have been like that and that's that's fine absolutely like there's no I, yeah i understand the lesson that you're trying to teach yes. where it's like you have to go through the shame and embarrassment of calling a friend or this or whatever or sleeping on the front porch or yeah. whatever you're going to do yeah. and hopefully learn from it and never do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, this is like an extreme case where yeah. it doesn't – It didn't doesn't pan out the way. Every, yeah. yeah. And But like I've, I've seen like – I have seen like online like people like blame the parents <laughs> in this scenario and like that's why I'm bringing it up because like – that's not their fault. You can't. This, if they had known what was going to happen, absolutely oh, they would have opened that door. Are you would, kidding me? Yeah, there's no knowing. And it's just that I don't think it's for anyone ever to point a finger at them because they they were just doing their their parent diligence of trying to raise their child right and teach them like just teach them. Yeah, and everyone has different ways of doing that. Of course, like if you're abusing your child it's by different. trying to teach them that way, that's illegal but like you locked your kid out because you trusted them to come home in time for curfew and they didn't and And these parents i'm sure that's something so many parents have done yeah and and i know that like these parents probably already like beat themselves up for it yeah they don't need anyone we don't need yeah there and there's no blame to be put Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on other than paul and carla exactly there's no blame anywhere else like this, this is what we've said about sexual assault murder like yeah the only person to blame is the perpetrator yeah and and it, it is really easy for like outsiders to like look at the scenario and be like oh well if this was different if this was different like yeah of course of course yeah. if all of yeah, those things were different sure, but it doesn't equal blame though like no sure things could have 
been done differently and outcomes could have been different but that doesn't mean like anyone's at fault Mm -hmm. other than the people that acted out the assaults Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like it's just yeah yeah and like too like she was out because she was at a funeral for like a friend of her she's 14 yeah like that's pretty fucking rough and it's i yeah i I just like this is just like a sad scenario altogether but um so paul was like just kind of like watching her from like a distance i guess like she had like caught his eye during the day and he like followed her around um so when she like she was trying to get inside and stuff like she just kind of like snuck up to him or to her sorry and just like made himself known and she was like a little weary like it's like i think about like two in the morning or something like that like it's late like i think if some random guy came up to me was just like hey you got any cigarettes i'd be like um (laughs) pardon yeah (laughs) what are you doing here so um i guess yeah he did go to talk to her something about cigarettes but like um i think she was asking for them like just to like have a smoke outside since she had to like clearly wait until morning Mm mm-hmm to get into her home so paul had like led her to his car like yeah yeah come here and then he like quickly blindfolded her and forced her into the car and drove her all the way to port dalhousie like where paul and carla lived which is also like saint Catharines area okay um this is like where you know he brought leslie in and was just like we now have like our sex slave like i've found her like we've got one which is just not fucking cool so then they went on to videotape themselves torturing and sexually abusing her um they apparently this is just like recounts from people that have seen the tapes that did this all while listening to like bob marley and david bowie um it's upsetting right like it's 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 like i know sometimes like those are the details that like when i hear them like that makes it really real yeah because like it's just like okay that's probably just like what was on the radio or something like it's just like yeah i I don't know (sighs) yeah so yeah there's like some quotes here that i have in but i don't even want to read them but um and then like on another segment of the tape um this was like played at paul's trial um the like assault had escalated this is like a rough spot but like it just needs to like be said as to like this is why she she died Mm -hmm. um but i guess like leslie had started to like cry out in pain and like begged him to stop um this is like i'm gonna skip over like what he was doing at this time but um leslie had told him in that moment of what was happening when she was being tortured that her blindfold was slipping which told paul and carla that she was now able to see them yeah which means like she'd be able to identify them usually like in situations like this if someone's blindfolded it generally means they're going to be let go yeah generally you're hoping always you're hoping yeah for sure yeah like usually from like most things that i've studied like Mm -hmm. if if uh, what's the word perpetrators like do blindfold someone it's because they do have like an intention of letting them go yeah for sure because you wouldn't bother doing that if you weren't gonna exactly let them go. that's why you see sometimes in like movies and tv shows where they're like oh my god we've seen their faces like they're gonna kill us yeah you know that's for sure that's why for sure <laughs> so it, yeah it's just like oh my god like my stomach when i hear that i'm just like oh my god i wish she didn't say it because like fuck i know <laughs> like, oh it's just like one of those things where it's like oh no no <laughs> like 
But so that's kind of like what made that happen. Um, so this was also around the time of like Father's Day. So the day after like that they had like taken her and held her and everything was fall uh was sorry father's day i just like got my notes all a little jumbled here but um they have like two different stories this is them telling their versions but paul claims that while he was out carla had fed her like a lethal dose of halcyon okay but carla claimed that actually paul strangled her and then they either way she leslie wound up in the basement so because they never recorded the deaths, right. just the tortures, we don't know for certain. What we do know is that Paul admits to everything, everything, literally everything he's done, obviously because there's like visual proof of it, but he never admits to killing any of the girls, mm-hmm. which obviously he's not very credible to begin with. Like, yeah. it's not like you can just be like, well, you admitted this, so you must be telling the truth. You know, like, mm-hmm. obviously that's never true. Or and if like you're you going to leave one thing out of your admission, it would be the murder. I mean, obviously, for sure. But I get what you're saying where it's like, well, he's admitted to everything else. So yeah. why wouldn't he just admit to the murder if he yes. did it? Yeah. And then so um, there's like bits in the um, the documentary where Carla is like talking to the police about everything. And um, like she she says herself like well something had to be done about her because like we were having family over and like she had seen our faces so it's like she's kind of admitting in that moment that like it needed to be handled you know what at i that mean point we de- had decided we were going to kill her that's what that sounds like to me yeah so what they had done was one way or another whether that be by the lethal dose of halcyon or by the strangulation, they had both put her body into their basement. That same day, while Leslie's in their basement, the whole entire fam- Homoka family came over. Um, well, the minus Tammy, because she's no longer around. But they they came over and they had Father's Day dinner while Leslie's in the basement. That's so fucked up. Right? Yeah, that's so fucked up. Like these people, and they just like, went about you as just normal. Go about your normal, yeah, business, and just like host a, a dinner. Just family coming over, went up, showered, got ready. Like it's just that's yeah. You're just you're ice cold. Like you don't have a heart. You don't no. have a soul. Like you just have nothing in you. No, but darkness. Yeah, that's yeah. I just there's no other way to explain yeah. being able to do something it's like that just, and holding it yeah. together. Yeah. So after like the dinner had passed and the family had gone home, um, Carla and Paul had decided that the best way to dispose of the evidence was to dismember Leslie and encase each piece in cement. Um, Paul bought a dozen bags of cement at a like a hardware store like the previous day. Ooh, excuse me, I got like a little bubble in my throat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and there's another one. <laughs> okay, I got it. Drew can just cut those out. <laughs> uh, and he won't. And he won't. I, every time I'm like, don't worry, Drew's going to cut this out. It's like me farting or something. <laughs> and he's just like turns up the volume on it. Like, 
Adds um, an echo. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Oh, okay, let's get back to the dark and scary shit. <laughs> so the previous day, he'd bought a dozen bags of cement at a hardware store, um, which he actually kept the receipts and this kind of like made things worse for him at his trial because like How's they that? were found and it was just like, oh, yeah, you bought cement. Like, yeah. this is extra damning evidence, like on top of like your videos and everything. Mm-hmm. So. Then Paul had used a circular saw to create the pieces, and um, Carla and Paul then made several trips to dump Leslie's parts in, like, cement blocks in Lake Gibson, which is about 18 kilometers south of Port Dalhousie, and um, at least one of the blocks had weighed 200 pounds. Oh, my gosh. Well, because, like, it's cement plus human body, like... That's a lot. Yeah. And it kind of just, they they were a little impatient with, like, its ability to sink. So they just kind of, like, left it near the shore. So, like, it didn't, it wasn't all the way submerged underground. Like, it wasn't really, like, a. Okay. Yeah. This will come back. Oh, I would imagine <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was just kind of left there where uh, a father and a son, uh, the The father, actually, he speaks out in the documentary about this. Um, They were just out fishing, and uh, uh, Leslie's body was discovered on June 29th, 1991, which was also the same day that Paul and Carla were having their wedding, just a couple kilometers away. Wow. Yep. Yep. Holy shit. Yeah. Talk about, like, the universe trying to, like bring this up yeah (laughs) so so the parts were encased in cement but there were were there bits showing show okay that's what i yeah didn't yeah i don't know how to ask that but like i guess i'm picturing blocks of cement so if they were to wash up or someone find them it would look like a block of cement but i'm assuming they just didn't yeah do a very thorough so my understanding is like that they would kind of just look like lumpy rocks more so than like a perfect square how we're imagining it yeah no i'm not imagining it a perfect square i'm just imagining no parts showing i guess so i i also think too like maybe some of the water had like chipped away because like maybe they didn't and that's what i'm wondering too like i'm wondering if maybe the water eroded some of it possibly yeah but pieces were showing okay um yeah the the i i wish i wrote his name down I, i should have done that but um the like the gentleman that speaks in the documentary like this has fucking ruined his life finding that like yeah it's that's something that would just like weigh on you forever is like using a paddle and just being like what is that and like he -hmm. even like talks about it like moving a little bit and like seeing some more stuff show oh yeah that would be horrifying yeah (sighs) yeah so that that's that's how Things went down with Leslie Mahaffey, which is just like, it's just this fucking awful. Like when just like a couple kilometers away, they're like celebrating and having their wedding, which their wedding footage is in the documentary as well. Oh, I'm sure it is. So it's like a lot of it. And it's just like watching it. It's just like, how are you able to like stand there and celebrate? And like when you're seeing their footage, it's just like. They're not human. Exactly. They're not. It's, it's so insane yeah yeah like yeah um i had read uh somewhere that like 
can't even, I, I can't remember if it was in this book or like another article I had read, but um, they were planning on pushing off the wedding because a lot of people felt it was really close to the passing of Tammy. Like it was just like a couple months really. And like the family hadn't really recuperated because how do you recuperate for some, from something like that? Like, yeah, because she died in December, right? Yeah. Like after right, Christmas. Yeah. yeah. So it'd so only be about like, what is June? Six months. June now. Yeah. Six months. Yeah. And it's just like. Yeah. It's not very long. No. And, and um, Carl and Dorothy like were not handling it very well because I mean, Tammy was literally like not even a full teenager yet. Like mm-hmm. to ha- that's just like, that's horrifying. And I'm sorry, but like yeah you're even if you believed carla's story you're believing it was an accident but you still got her drunk and she choked on her own vomit yeah if that's the story you're believing yeah to be honest like you she was still reckless yeah in in it you know and if that did happen if that's the way it yeah. happened and these people were normal people no i don't think she should blame herself for the rest of her life but she played a role in it yeah you and know so that would be hard for her parents to accept as well I that think. and it's it's too like on top of accepting that, but also, like, I I don't think, like, I feel like when it comes to, like, parents losing a child, the grieving process is very different. I feel like it's it's got to be longer. You know what I mean? Like, longer than, like, just you losing, like, a friend or someone close to you. It's it's just, like, oh, a different bond. Yeah. So, like, Absolutely. six months That's sounds like, you like six minutes. Birthed that child, created that child. That's your flesh you know, and blood, like swore to protect her and take care of her and raise her and everything yeah yeah, it's just like so it takes time but carla had like wrote a letter to a friend i should have like pulled it up to read the whole letter because it's it's hilarious how her brain works but she was talking about how upset she is with her father for not wanting to like pay for the wedding because he just wanted them to go to a courthouse and just like get it over with because he's just like not in like the mental state to be like doing a wedding yeah because like, like how can you, you celebrate love right but now these, <laughs> like but these people don't feel they don't emotions think like that regularly exactly. so they're like why can't people just be happy for us getting married yeah like, i don't understand and they're narcissists yeah so it's all about them yeah <laughs> so yeah she goes on about like fuck them like oh they, he's such a liar like all oh, this and she just like goes on for so long about like how he should just like pay for the wedding and it should happen and she wants it to be huge and grand and she essentially got her way because like everyone that like went to this wedding that spoke in the documentary was saying like for the time that it was it was like a ballroom like it was like full-blown like theatrical like this is a fucking wedding like they had like a horse-drawn carriage and everything oh like God. yeah her dress was ugly <laughs> ugly as all fuck but again like all of the dresses back then were yeah i know like like, hers specifically fuck you (laughs) like but yeah so yeah fuck them Ugh. i know there's just so much i wish you i I wish you could like in somewhere in your notes it was like and then a bird shit on her on her wedding day like you know what i'm saying honestly like like, it it probably did happen just so appropriate right and then the horse trampled her (laughs) and then the horse just bucked her right in the mouth like (laughs) yeah so some time had passed after this and they were obviously itching to get back out there but um Oh my god, that's that's all messed up there. Oopsie. <laughs> I lost my I lost the date for this. I'm going to have to like insert this after or something or correct myself later. We'll figure out what I'm gonna do on that end. 
but some time had passed. I'm going to, yeah, I need to, my dates got messed up on this one, but okay. we're, we're moving on to Kristen French now. So <clears throat> Paul and Carla were driving through St. Catharines to look for potential victims. They were out like specifically for this purpose this time because mm-hmm. things didn't really go the way they wanted to with Leslie. Like they, their intention is to have someone that they can keep for a while, essentially. Yeah. And groom to be how they want her to be. So it was like after school hours on the day before Good Friday. I just need the exact year. That's what I messed up. Um, Students were still like walking and going home and stuff. Um, They were in like this um, like parking lot near one of the like high schools. They had spotted Kristen French, who's a 15-year-old student walking like home from school. The couple had pulled into like the parking lot of a nearby Grace Lutheran church. Um, and Carla had got out of the car with a map and was just like saying she needed help and was lost. This is broad daylight. Mm-hmm. This is broad daylight. Um, Kristen had looked at the map and like wanted to be helpful. But when she looked down, Paul had attacked her from behind um, and used a knife to like force her into the front seat of the car from the back seat. Like Carla had gotten controlled her by pulling her hair while like Paul drove and like pointed a knife at her and like threatened her. Kristen had taken the same route home every single day. It takes about like 15 minutes to get home in order to like get to her like dog that she goes home to care for. So shortly after like she was supposed to arrive home, her parents were like immediately concerned Mm -hmm. because she's normally home within like 15 minutes of school ending. Yeah. And that's like not normal for her to not do. So Within 24 hours, like Niagara police, um, they had assembled like a search team looking for her because like they had called the police like immediately. Um, So they had like searched along like the route she would have taken and they found several witnesses who had seen the abduction from like different angles, giving police like a good clear picture on like what had happened. Um, And then Kristen also did something like extremely smart. She kicked off a shoe. And they believe that she did it on purpose to, like, leave a clue. Good for her. Yeah. So, because, like, the way, like, the attack went down, there wouldn't have really been, like, a reason for a shoe to come off. Yeah, there wasn't, like, like a struggle or anything. Yeah. No. Yeah. And that's kind of, like, what they had compiled from, like, basically just, like, assessing the scene and also taking, like, the witness accounts. Like, it didn't seem like there was, like, a horrifying struggle. So, like, there, there shouldn't have been, like articles of clothing flying off kind of thing like that definitely feels intentional paul and carla had then kept Kristen for three days which is the longest that they had like kept somebody under their their grips right this was over easter weekend over this time paul and carla had obviously videotaped themselves as they like tortured and raped her like repeatedly forcing her to drink large amounts of alcohol and to behave submissively, like specifically to Paul. Um, At Paul's trial, uh, Crown Prosecutor Ray Houlihan, I think I'm saying that right. It's spelt like exactly how you think it would be spelt. Okay, okay. (laughs) Um, Said that Paul was like always intending to kill her because she was never blindfolded and was capable of identifying her captors. I've... Read, though, that, like, Paul 
Paul showed like a serious interest in Kristen, like mm-hmm. more so than like Leslie or even even Tammy for that matter. Like he kept trying to groom her to say like I love you, Paul. Like it's you can read it. It's it's like ugh. Yeah. yeah. Um but he was like really really trying to like groom her and like wanted to like keep her the longest and um Carla was getting like jealous about mm-hmm. this. Like it was creating like a a rift between them. So they had kept her for like the Easter weekend. Um, like the following day, which I think it would have been like the Sunday or the Monday, uh, the couple had actually murdered Kristen before going to the Homokas for Easter dinner because they just like love doing this before like family dinners. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah. Um, something that like drove me nuts when I was like reading the like transcripts of things that had happened with the torture to Kristen is I don't know if it was like intentional but anytime Carla would during these like acts say Kristen's name she would say Christian instead like it spelt out Christian and it's like noted in there that she was like saying her name wrong even though like there would be like the rare time that she'd say it right like so she knew yeah so it seemed like she was just kind of like almost intentionally mispronouncing her name and it's just like it's one of those things where it's just like ugh, like you're already torturing this person like come on yeah (laughs) and it was just like what it was honestly like one of those like childish things that i saw because like her like her jealousy was like it was it's like abundantly clear in like the the book i read like it's it's obvious yeah so it's like her childish way of like yeah you're not that important kind of thing yeah so i'm saying your name wrong because i don't even need to know your name yeah 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 so uh, just ickiness all around but so uh, the following day like they had murdered her and um carla had then like testified at um paul's trial that it was paul that had strangled her for exactly seven minutes while she watched um Paul had claimed that Carla actually beat her with a rubber mallet because she had tried to escape and that Kristen ended up um, being strangled on a noose that was like tied around to like keep her secure. Um, but Kristen's nude body was found in a ditch on April 30th, 1992 in Burlington, which is roughly 45 minutes from St. Catherine's and a short distance from the cemetery where Leslie Mahaffey was buried. And it had been like, it had been washed and the hair had been cut off. Like everything was like all like identity like, sorry, identifying features were just like removed from her, which is like frustrating because like, it, it just made her so like in the moment, like unrecognizable mm-hmm. and it made it a little harder for her to like be identified, obviously. Yeah. But, like, they originally thought that it was, like, oh, they kept her hair as a trophy because, like, something that was, like, talked about in the media when everyone was, like, there was, like, a heightened search for Kristen, which that's what we're going to get into in part three is, like, what kind of, like, led to the capture. Yeah. Um, But they originally thought, like, when, when they did finally identify her, like, oh, they kept her hair as a trophy. And it was, like, no, it's because, like, they wanted – they specifically wanted to make sure, like, she couldn't be identified, at least, like, not right away to give themselves more time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, we, this is where we're stopping for part two. It's like the only way I could make it work to make, yeah. you know, this, the timelines work. Yeah. If that makes sense. I understand. Yeah. Cause there's just no other way to do that. But mm-hmm. so I, I know we're stopping like an abrupt, like 
gruesome spot because mm-hmm. like normally we like warm up to an end but this is where we gotta stop it yeah sorry guys well i know no it, no no. you stop it where you need to stop this it this is very i know it's just it's not like we really stopped on a high note with the last no one, you know? like <laughs> with this case it's like it's hard there's no high it's notes like you just want to yeah. like power through and be like that it's all done like <laughs> but yeah yeah and and for those listening that are very familiar with the case, it probably sounds like I've brushed over Kristen French. There's more to come. There's a lot more details I'm going to go over in part three. But there are details that have to do with the Scarborough Rapist and the DNA and everything that like yeah. tie it all together. Yeah, so yeah. for those listening, it is coming. Yeah, yeah. It's just I needed to get her side out there first and then everything comes after. Yeah. So that's that. That's part two. That's part two, guys. That's part two. There will be a part three. Yes, there will. Psych. Yeah. Just kidding. I'm never talking about this ever again. I need <laughs> it's to It's not sleep. over yet. <laughs> it's, no, it's so close to being over. I know. I know. We're close. We're close. <laughs> I can like, smell the end, I think. I don't know. I don't know. This case is doing things to my brain that I don't want it to do. It's I'm, not... Uh, yeah, it's just not one you can talk about and then just walk away from it and no. and it not have it linger, you no. know? It's just yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to be done. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I hope you guys are too. <laughs> Everyone's like, um, <laughs> this is like uh. like I don't want to listen to part three. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see, like our listenership just drop. Drop after, <laughs> after part one. Honestly, actually, they're, they're, like, yeah, they're like actually never again. This yeah. is just a waste of our time. No one's listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> This is just a waste of my time now. <laughs> you know what? Yes. <laughs> it is. That's how I feel. Okay. So on that like really high note, guys, sign up and be super cool and join our cult of extremely awesome people who love true crime at www.patreon.com slash how to not get killed. And if you ever want to chat and connect with us, you can send us an email to how to not get killed at gmail.com. Or you can DM us or comment on our posts on Instagram at how to not get killed. And you can follow us on Twitter at H2NGK. And you can also check out our website and shop our merch at www.howtonotgetkilled.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll, I'll say at this time, keep it sleazy. Yeah. Until next time. <laughs> See ya. See ya.